Welcome to the Brave Insider Podcast. Introducing your hosts, fighting out of the blue corner from Ireland, Phil Irish Thunder And his opponent, fighting out of the red corner from South Africa, Jason J. Money Van What's up, guys? For this week's episode of the Brave Insider Podcast, our host, Mr. Phil Campbell, and the very noisy and running around guest that we have this week, Mr. Mo Fakradeen. How are you doing, Jess? I'm all good, brother. How are you guys doing? All good, all good, man. Um, great, great to be on the call with you, Mo. I think that let's just dive straight into it. And, um, I'm going to let you take the floor here and tell us, tell us people may have seen on social media what's going on, but um, I'm going to let you take the floor and just, uh, just explain what happened to you and your family. Bro, it's uh, it's Ramadan during Ramadan. We never sleep before like four or five thir- five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to sleep at four thirty, uh, not knowing what's gonna happen. And then um, at six o'clock, we woke up. The whole house is on fucking fire. Shit, man. I'll I'll show you guys a little bit, in a little bit what what happened in the house. Now it's clean. It looks pretty good. So. Uh, it's not as bad as that, is it as it is, but uh, or as it was. But um, yeah, I woke up at six. Uh, my brother has broken down the door, trying to get in the house. He couldn't get in. Uh, we tried. We woke up, and uh, I got the kids out. The missus was supposed to be right behind me, but um, she was scared to get out. Um, as soon as I got out, I. I, I, I I figured the missus wasn't there, so I, I ran back in. I ran through fire back in, um, got her out. As soon as I got to the door, I passed out. My brother pulled me out from, like, from the house. And um, yeah, being alive today and uh, still breathing, uh, I am thankful and I consider this as a miracle. I don't know what God has planned for me, but he must have some pretty good plans to keep me alive today. So you were actually you were actually out and then went back in to the house. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the missus was was back in the house uh, as she was getting out with the heat and the smoke. She couldn't get out, so she she was pretty scared. She was terrified. She ran back in the house, and uh, I'll show you guys how how my room or how my house is. Um, the bedroom is the last room, and that's the room we were sleeping in. So we had to walk through fire, pretty much. <laughs> what even's going through your head in a situation like that? You know, you, you get you get out, you see your missus isn't there. What if anything is going through your head when you're running back in there? Man, I I, I pretty much didn't think. I, all I, I all I could think about is just my kids not having a mother, and um, I I had to I had to do something I, I just figured to the boat get out or numb but I couldn't ha- I couldn't live with knowing that I had a chance to get her out and not being able to or not getting her out so I had to try at least and um, thank God we were able to get out safe man and is any any kind of health issues with you or the kids or the wife after you got out of the house any you know issues with smoke inhalation any of that uh, yeah, for me, well, just for me, that because I, I got out and then I, bet, I got back in, um, I had uh, I had hard time breathing for a little bit. Yeah, that, that was it. And and obviously, we you know, there's situations that people don't really know, I'm sure, outside of Lebanon, but obviously, Lebanon is pretty difficult at the moment in terms of you know, getting cash out of the banks and all of those kind of things. So just tell us, you know, what's happening at the moment with your situation. Of- get the house fixed and, and what's happening in there, you know, there now. Man, uh, the banks here, they, they don't let you take your money out. They, if they give you, they give you Lebanese money and uh, they, it's, it's limited. So you can't get as much money out as you want a month. And uh, 
Yeah, with the bank situation, it's it, it was already hard enough, and then with the bank situation, it's only get it's it's only gotten worse. Um, thank God, a lot of people has been calling. Um, I got some money in, but um, yeah, it's just still pretty shit. Like to fix the house, I, I still need triple the money that I that that I had or the money that people donated at least on uh, the donation go get go get funding donation. Um, but still, that money that I don't have, and um, yeah, with the with the with the money situation, it's uh, pretty shit. <laughs> And um, yeah, <laughs> um, let's let's talk a little bit about you know obviously it's it's, a, it's going to be a huge financial undertaking to get the house back together, and there is a go uh, a go funding page. Um, do you know the details of that, or where people can find that off the top of your head? Just so we can try and get as many eyes as we can on that, so that so that the MMA community kind of gets together it, and supports one of our favorite athletes. Um, it's uh, it's it's been. Uh... I've been reposting it on my page, on my Instagram page, and uh, it's called Get Funding uh, by Tarik Suleiman. Uh, because we don't, we don't have this here, and we can't get the money out. So my, my friend, my brother Tariq, he's in Abu Dhabi at the moment, and he created that page. And um, yeah, he's, he's going to try to get the money out and uh, try to get it to me as soon as possible, or as soon as the airport's open. And, uh, you know, this has changed a whole lot of stuff for you in terms of, you know, the plans and what you're able to do and what you're not able to do. You know, are you, are you able to do any training? Are you staying in shape? Or is kind of training camp at the moment just you smashing the house to pieces at the moment? Uh, before the, the, the house situation happened, uh, I was training uh, pretty hard, like, on a daily basis, at least a couple hours a day, which is more than enough for an off-camp. And um, they had that the house got caught on fire, and um, so I, I couldn't train for a few days. And uh, sadly, my grandma passed away a few days ago. And uh, yeah, for the last two weeks, I haven't been able to train at all. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it is what it is. But Monday, uh, I'm gonna be back in the gym, and uh, I'm gonna start putting work in the game, and uh, I'll be ready to fight as soon as possible. Well, condolences to uh, to the family as well for the passing of your Thank brother. you, brother. Thank you. It's a bad time to have more stuff add on to more stuff. Yeah, it is. But it is. Thank God for everything. Um, this is this is all I can say. I think if if, if anything, what your situation illustrates is your not just your physical strength, but your strength of mind. You know, talk talking to you now, right now, you you're you're not. You're not in a woe is me position. You're still talking about training. You're still talking about um, what you're thankful for. As that kind of mindset is, is that transferable, transferable from your your mindset as an athlete into kind of day to day situations where you're able to take anything from your athletic career with regards yeah. to your mindset. Of course, of course. Being a, being like an athlete and a prize fighter, I think that ha that had to do a lot with it. it. It's also a mentality that I was born with, I guess, since I was a little kid. But um, yeah, going through all the hard training and uh, going through all those hard camps and like body being breaking down a little by little at drone camps, I think that kept my mind strong and uh, knowing that I have a goal to get to. Uh, first of all, getting my family out alive and uh, being thankful for everything that happened. Uh, I always take I always take the good out of it. At least we're still breathing. Maybe I don't have a house right now, but uh, at least I am still breathing. And my family is safe and sound. So this, I am really thankful for this. I thank God every day and every second for for getting my family out alive. And uh, yeah, man, like this is the, just. Keeping keeping this strong has has a lot to do with being an athlete and a prize fighter, I guess. And, and I mean, I'll attest to that. I've spoken to you a number of times in, in the last week, and you know, it's still been the same Mo Fakradine. It's been jokes, it's been talking, it's been you know, yeah, things are happening, but you know, you're cracking jokes, you're taking videos of you kicking kicking the furniture apart in the house, and you know, again, it, I, I think that on its own shows why you know, in my and Phil's opinion we call you Braves BMF. It's not just about, you know, 
the baddest motherfucker around. It's no matter how hard the situation, no matter what you put into, your mental fortitude and who you are still stays there. And that, uh, you know, big, big ups from me and, 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 you know, being able to see who you are as a person just shining through no matter what. And, you know, whatever we can do to help support to be there as well, you know, we're here as well. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And um, yeah, man, I, like I said, I thank God for every second that I can <clears throat> for uh, still being alive and still breathing on my family's safe and sound. And I also thank God for giving me this mentality. I, I mean, this is something you got to be born with. It's not something that it just comes with time. Like definitely time and, and uh, life situations, it definitely makes you stronger. But it, you got to be born with it. If you're not born with it, I, I think like, it doesn't matter how tough you, you try to be. You're still going to break it sometimes. And um, yeah. This is uh, this is something that I, that I thank God for, and uh, at the same time, I thank my father for always teaching me to be strong. And uh, like, no matter how bad the situation is, it's it's always gonna get better. Um, like, growing up, my family didn't always have money, like, and um, my, our situation wasn't always good. So. Uh, just growing up, seeing my father struggling and always pushing through and always trying to keep a smile on in the family, that has to do a lot with it as well. And, and you know, obviously everything happened. How, how long did it take you to come back to the house and kind of start, you know, just what to do with the house and, and what is the plan? You know, what, what the <sighs> Bro, I was back in the house the second day started cleaning. It was me and my brother and my cousin and a couple of friends just right on the second day. I, I knew I had to start cleaning the house was a mess. I'm gonna show you guys in, in a second how bad it is right now. And uh, it looks at least 90% better than what it, what it looked like when the fire first happened. And, and what's the plan now? I mean, what, what are you planning to do? Are you, are you gonna you know, rebuild the house from inside out? What is the time frame that you're looking at to, to get that done? uh the time frame it's going to be depends on the money uh i'm still waiting on the money but uh as in for the house uh yes i have to rebuild it i mean this is the only house that i have right now i'm staying with my brother and uh my family is staying with my in-laws so it's a, it's a pretty shitty situation but what can we do it, it is what it is and uh just gonna have to try to figure out a way to get back in the house start fixing it uh i know i'm gonna need a lot of money to fix it and um i, I know i'm ready to fight as soon as brave has, has a fight card um so yeah it, it, it's gonna be depends uh depends on, on on the money situation on how soon i can uh, how soon as i can uh get back in the house and uh finish the house but hopefully hopefully with the, with the situation airports being uh starting to open again and uh, everything start, starting to go back to normal. Uh, I think on, on the first two or three fights, I can, get, I can finish the house and sell back. Right now, I guess more so than ever, fighting becomes um, even more important, even, even more of a, a central point in your life because you, you quite simply you need to fight right now. Oh yeah, definitely without a doubt. And uh, to be honest, Right now, I am more focused than ever, especially with this situation. I know I have to win, and uh, I know whatever it takes, whatever it takes, and I mean by all means, whatever it takes, I'm going to be winning my fights no matter what, even if I have to get out on the stretcher. I mean, like I really mean on a stretcher, dead from the cage, I have to win. I remember, and this, this kind of speaks to speaks to your mentality. It was um, the finale of the, the open weight tournament and, and which in and of itself was, you know, one of the, the gutsiest, toughest performance I've ever seen from an athlete in, in any realm of sport, not just combat sports. And it was, it was after the fight and, and you were coming, you were coming back. People didn't realize just how banged up you were going one into that fight. And then afterwards, can you talk a little bit about uh, just what sort of state your body was in. And I think when people hear that and realize that you kept going, just how impressive that really is. 
Um, first of all, the, I, I tore my knee out in the first round in the first fight against a lot of caliber. Um, I got rocked and pushed at the same time, and uh, I was trying to still stand and not fall down. And I, I twisted my body while my knee was still trying to <clears throat> put all my weight on it, and I tore my ACL, MCL, and PCL. And um, uh, that, that was in the first round. And uh, in the second round, I broke two of my toes, and I broke my hand. Uh, that was just in the first fight, and uh, my corners just kept telling me not to fight, not to fight, not to fight. And I, I just had, I, I had to go back in there, and uh, I had to perform. I wasn't going to back down from the fight. It doesn't matter. I, I look at it as a situation on the street. I was born in a shitty-ass neighborhood, and I never backed down from the fight, and I'm never going to back down from the fight. I think this has something to do with with me accepting all fights. I never pick and choose which fighter and or who I'm gonna fight. I just, when I get a call, they tell me a name. I say, let's go, let's do it. So yeah, this this is something that, that, that life has taught me as well. And um, just, I had to go back in there. It doesn't matter how banged up I was. ACL, MCL, PCL was gone. One broken right hand and two broken toes. I had to go back in there and perform and do my best. At least knowing that I had, like, I tried not just pulling out and make excuses and say, oh, yeah, my, my ACL was torn or my hand was broken or whatever. The, the, fact, the fact that you say, hey, I don't want people to think I had an excuse, I had broken poor knee, is, says a lot about the mindset of, uh, of yourself. Bro, the way I look at it, if I'm still breathing, I'm still fighting. It, you have to put me out. And then, uh, obviously, you, know, you, you did the open weight. You know, you came up to the weight divisions to do that. Obviously, you, you were one of the lighter guys in there. And now moving forward at Brave, you know, what is the weight division you're targeting? Where is it that you want to fight? And who is it that you want to fight? Or is it just, I'll take anywhere at any division? You said it. You couldn't have said it better. I'll take anyone at any weight, super welterweight, uh, middleweight, uh, light heavyweight. And obviously, I fought at open weight, so I guess uh, heavyweight wouldn't even matter. Uh, I'm just ready to fight whoever, whenever. But as, as, in, as in a target, I won that belt. Daniel is a very nice guy. He sent me his records and his love to, to me and to the family, the champ. Uh, all respect to him and his camp. It, like I, I know I've been calling him out, but I, I won that fight. I won that belt. It doesn't matter how how long it takes. I won that belt. This is my target for now. I'm, I'm targeting the middleweight fighter, and then after I get that, we'll, we'll talk about which weight division I want next. And then obviously, you know, with the yeah, yeah. you're in now, and and you know, not being able to train as much as you probably would. What would the weight situation be for you if you were, if, if the fight was coming up in the next month or, or somewhere like that, what would your weight situation be? Would you be able to fight at middleweight? Would you be looking for a catchweight? No, 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 definitely without a doubt, I can do a middleweight. Right now, I weigh at 92. I've, I've lost a shitload of weight during this, this hot time. And uh, I, I'm, I'm the type of guy that when, gets, when shit gets hard, I, I just, can't eat. I guess my stomach just tightens up and I can't eat as much as I want, even though I love food. But uh, it is what it is. Right now, I haven't been able to eat as much as I want, but I, I'm so healthy. I am strong. And uh, I'm ready to do a middleweight next week. I can make weight next week. And then uh, something else I wanted to check with you. Obviously, the news has come out in terms of the partnership of uh, Brave and MTK and Brave now moving into <clears throat> into the boxing space and that's something I wanted to get opinions from both yourself and Phil but you're definitely one of the guys when they said hey Brave's doing boxing who can we get from MMA into the boxing ring I was like I wonder if Mo would do a MMA and a boxing fight in the same end <laughs> Shit, you know me I did two fights two MMA fights in the same night so a boxing fight to me is a, is a walk in the park it's a, it's a lot easier than doing MMA kicking damaging your legs uh, like torn some ACL and MCL, um, 
breaking toes during kicking, breaking foot during kicking. That there's none of that. I would love to do a boxing fight first and then an MMA fight, same night. I remember when uh, I think I think Bria, Bria posted something about it on on Instagram. I think the first comment was you, and I think it was just like a hands up emoji or something like that. Yeah. And I was just, I just, I just thought it was just, that's that's Mo Farhadine right there. That's why you're so. That's why you're the BMF, and that's why I think uh, everyone kind of gravitates and loves watching you fight. It's that willingness just to get in and go down, entertain the fans, and just show your your warrior spirit. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw in my pick for the first boxing match for Brave, and I know. I've- I know, I know exactly what you're going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say here. It's even better. I want to see Fakhardine and Pitbull Smith in the boxing ring. Ooh, that's going to be a fire. That's, that's fireworks, man. That's absolute fireworks. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man. I would lo- I would, Jeremy is one of the nicest dudes that I've ever met. And uh, I would love to share the cage with him. Uh, I, I don't care about his record. Um, and... I know he's he's been on a losing streak and all that doesn't matter. Uh, if if you give me a good fight, I'm willing to fight you. It doesn't matter if you're undefeated or you're on a losing streak. As long as you come in there and you brawl, shit, I'm ready to fight. And I think also both of you come from you know come from that brawl and, and boxing background. Jeremy's trained with you know one of the most respected boxing trainers in, in the world who comes out of South Africa. Trained with him for many years, so he's definitely got a a pretty good boxing pedigree. You've got a pretty good boxing pedigree yourself. So I'd, I'd like to see that in a boxing ring, man. Yeah, man. A lot of people don't know that I have um, 17, 17 amateur fights and I only have one loss, as, uh, two losses as an amateur in boxing. Um, and I was supposed to turn a pro uh, back in 2012 in, in boxing, but I, that never happened because situations that I got myself into and... Uh, yeah, I wasn't able to, I, I had to leave, I had to come here to Lebanon and uh, I wasn't able to leave after that. And uh, yeah, situations just got me stuck. And um, yeah, I, 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 I'm ready to do it right now. I'm probably 36, but I feel 20. So boxing fight, MMA fight, kickboxing fight, Muay Thai fight, just put me in there, man. Have you thought about the, the, the logistics of it? You know, would it happen? Um... Would it happen in a cage? Would it happen in a ring? And what would be the, the what would you have to adapt if it were to say if you're used to fighting in a cage? What would be the <laughs> the, the the adaptions you would need to make one into a ring? Uh, to, to to be honest, to me, it doesn't matter. I've fought in a cage, and I, I'm t- I told you that I have 17 amateur fights, 17 amateur boxing fights. So I'm pretty well experienced in both. Uh, to me, it won't matter. A, a, a boxing ring. Uh, an MMA cage, just put me in there, man. This is all I want to do, just fight. Uh, a ring, a cage, uh, a hotel conference on the room, street. a, a it, street. It, this man loves to fight. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. Put me in a, in a bathroom two by two and tell me, let's go. I'm ready to go. And then that, that awesome, thing I wanted to check with you is, is obviously, you know, the whole, the whole situation's now happened. You've spoken about, you know, being back in Lebanon is... Is there any, you know, chance or any discussion, you know, with you and the family about relocating out of Lebanon or is the plan plan to stay there? Uh, no, I am actually thinking about moving out. I, I think I've had enough with being here uh, with, with, with everything that's been going on. And uh, it, it's not only at the moment or what, what happened with the house or the bank. Um, living here is only been getting harder and harder and not being able to find a a job, not being able to teach as much as I want, people not being able to pay money, even even living expenses is getting really expensive. This this country is only getting worse and worse. I don't know how long we can take this situation here, but I am definitely looking to relocate. Whatever that's going to be, my family is going to be better for my family. I am definitely I'm definitely thinking about it and looking forward to it. Uh, any places in particular, anywhere where you're thinking of, or or, or just kind of op- open to uh, open to whatever comes at this point. Um, at this point, I'm open to whatever comes. And as you say, you have you haven't been able to teach it. How how important is it for you as a martial artist to to be able to teach, to be able to have students, to be able to impart knowledge? Uh, to be honest, teaching has taught me a lot. To be honest, just learning from my own mistakes, trying to teach people, 
you always have to improve yourself and knowing the little details and that that just sticks up in here and it, it makes you a lot better. And uh, when it comes to living situation, uh, I think this is the only income that I have besides fighting. Um, so it, it is very important to me to teach for, for both as in, as in, as in career as a, and as an income. Uh, long term, is that something that you would see yourself going into full time, even post fight career, being uh, you know having your your own stable of fighters, building something there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've I've always had I've, I've always had that vision since I, like since since I've started fighting. That after after I'm done, I'm get, I'm gonna start teaching, and uh, I have actually like um, I've been, I was teaching for a little while. And I've trained a few fighters, and I've helped a lot of fighters. And uh, this is something that I love to do, and uh, it, it it makes me feel alive. Even though if I'm not fighting, it, it it keeps me focused to stay in there and always stay ready. So yeah, definitely, definitely teaching. It's uh, and coaching is one of one of the things on my mind after I'm done. But I'm not. I, I'm not saying I'm done anywhere. <laughs> I'm gonna be in there till I can't walk. You're gonna. You're gonna be a the, the, the MMA is Mark Tyson. You're gonna be 53 and jacked. <laughs> hey, if I can't breathe, I'm fighting. I in my head, I think the brave like eventually, like years from now, brave will have to like instill a seniors division solely for you because you'll still be throwing hands, giving it, getting. Throwing off the walker, getting up there, throwing hands, giving it millions. Two-man two, two, two division, brave seniors, Jeremy Smith and, and Mo Fakhoudi, the only two guys still... I, will, I would watch you guys fight three times a year for however many years that goes on. That would be awesome. Yeah, man, it, it, it's going to be great. I know, I, know, I know Jason has been wanting that fight since he got into brave. And... Um, yeah, give me that fight. I'll take it. Like I said, anytime, anywhere, anyone, I'll fight. I, I'm always ready. I'm always up to put on challenge. I'm always, I always accept accept challenges, and uh, I'm always on uh, to put on a good show for everyone. This is all that matters to me. I always think about putting on a show. It doesn't matter one or lose, draw. As long as I, as long as I'm happy with my performance, I'm happy with whatever the outcomes is. Well, perfect. Thanks, man. Appreciate the time you've taken. Obviously, you know, going through a lot there on your side as well, but we appreciate jumping all and just kind of giving us a, a lowdown of everything. If you can, just tell, you know, give people your Instagram, Facebook handles, they can jump on and, and see how they can get involved as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just one second. I'm going to show you the house. And um, I know I've been telling you I'm going to show you the house for the last 15 minutes. This is, this is where um, the fire started. Now nah, this looks pretty good uh, compared to what it was. Oh, this just completely eviscerated. It's just, just turned into a shell, isn't it? This this is the ceiling. Um, even chunks of the ceiling has fallen down. Mm -hmm. It was an electrical fire. It started in the kitchen. Yeah, it started in the kitchen. This is where the fire was. This is the only door that we can't get out from. And this is the hallway. This is supposed to be the uh, living room or whatever. And this is the bedroom. This is where we were sleeping. So we had to walk out literally through fire to be able to get out. So you had to go from the bedroom through the lounge past the kitchen that was where the fire started and out the front door. Yeah. So this is where we were sleeping. This is the room we were sleeping in. This is the living room. This is the hallway. And as you can see, the door is gone, so it was on fire. And this is where the fire was. So this, this hallway was all on fire. And uh, yeah, thank God we were able to get out. Well, man, thank God everyone's safe. You know, we send uh, our wishes and, and, and love to the family. You know, please tell them we're all, you know, we're thinking about them and keeping them in our thoughts and hope to see uh, back in the cage soon. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate it. And um, I, I, I also want to thank everyone that's been texting me, calling me, the people that's been 
donate the money. I really appreciate you guys. Love you so much. I am really grateful forever uh, for all the help, all your concern, all the messages, all the support. It means the world to me. Um, to me, this is, this is probably one of the worst, best things that ever happened to me. It really showed me how much people really care about me and who really loves me and who really is a big fan and who is a family. And it had, it showed me people or it showed me people. I think we lost, uh, we lost by the. I think he just uh, just fell, fell off the call, but uh, but yeah, as, as Mo as Mo was saying, um, check out his social media, check out his Instagram. Uh, Tarek Suleiman set up a, a get funding page, so everyone just do everything you can. We'll um, we'll share it again and put it in uh, the link um, for this video podcast. Um, and just you know, the guys the guys given us so much in the cage. So um, as fans of his, as friends of his, I I think you know the least we can do is donate to him. Well, there you have it, guys. As Paul says, we will uh, we will post it as well. I'll also post it on my social media. I'm sure Paul Paul will post it on his. And uh, I think uh, Mo's actually jumped back on. Hello. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no problem. The internet just got cut out. Electricity problems. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Again, well, th thanks, brother. Appreciate the time you took. Appreciate that you jumped on. You know, as uh, as Full and I were saying, you know, you've you've given everyone in in the region and outside, you know, everyone at Brave, outside of Brave, so much in terms of what you brought to us as a, as fans and you know people that love fighting. You and there again. Yeah, I just I just want to thank everyone again for all the support and all the love that has been shown to me. This means the world to me. Um, thank you, everyone. I, re I really appreciate it. Me and my family are grateful to you guys. Um, yeah, thank you very much. And um, only the good is coming. I'm, I'm still waiting. Brave. I'm ready to fight anytime. Just let me know. And. Uh, I'm, I'm always put on. I'm always ready to put on a show for everyone. Let's do it as soon as possible. I'm hungry right now. I'm really hungry right now. Thank you, Thank you so much for your time, man, and, and stay safe. Okay, bud. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. Thank you. Cheers, man. Peace. Cheers. Well, there you have it, guys. A bit of a switch around, uh, opening the episode with uh, Mo Fakhradin and, and everything that's happening there. And uh, now we'll start looking at all the other news that's going on around Brave and everything else that's come out in the last few weeks and, and just a, a general catch-up with uh, myself and Phil Campbell. So, obviously, sports coming back even, even more around the world. The whole of European football is coming back. So, that's uh, quite exciting, especially for two United fans, Phil. Uh, June 17th, Premier League back. Liverpool win their tainted title. Um, I'll go down with the wee asterisks beside it, but it'll be great to have football back. Uh, both, both huge football fans. And it, I think you just realise how important sport is when you don't have it. Again, it's the old ethos of you don't realise what you have until it's gone. And, you know, sport is, sport's massive, man, you know. So to have the, the sporting world slowly get back to its feet and, and have things like the Premier League, have MMA coming back, uh, it's definitely a, a productive, positive time. And I think Europe is starting to opening up, open up for flights as well. They're talking about the Champions League, the Europa League, all of that's coming back as well. So, and, and most of the countries are talking about opening international flights during the months of yeah. in July. So it is looking good for everything to come back. Uh, we are having some uh, offline discussions about when Brave will be coming back. So hopefully there'll be some news coming out on that in the next... Uh, week or two so there should be some announcements being made in the get me back cage side calling fights jason <laughs> Jeez, i just want fights back man i just want to be able to uh, to get everything going see guys back in the cage you know get yeah. kicked off again a lot of exciting stuff coming up you know there was a lot of a lot of emphasis put on a whole lot of things in terms of fights we were trying to build and you know champions we were trying to get back in the cage so exciting time and i think it's going to be one of those 
that we, you know, we had a very nice chat at the beginning of this year where we said, oh, the end of last year was crazy and a lot of fights in a short period of time and we're not going to do that in 2020. And we're going to... And 2020, 2020 came along and says, aha, hold on a second. Yeah, 2020, 2020 said, hold my beer, let me prove you wrong. That's how that worked. <laughs> so... I have, a, I have a strange feeling that we're going to be doing one of those, you know, five events in seven weeks or something ridiculous like that. What was November and December was six events in eight weeks? Yeah, so I think we might do five in seven or, or something crazy like that. But obviously the, the, the big thing that causes, you know, a bit of confusion on this is, one is when can people travel? Two is what are the quarantine times around the travel? And do we have to yeah. quarantine in layovers? When you leave the country and go home, are you going to have to quarantine at home? So if you're going to do five events in seven weeks and you have to quarantine for 14 days, either at the country that you're in or when you get back home, are we going to have to build, and this is something I've been toying with, are we going to have to build two separate announcing and ground staff teams to literally do one batch, go home, rest for 14 days while the next group does the next batch and then go back again? My, uh, my place, my idea is just fly me from place to place to place. Just, <laughs> just stay. I don't, I don't need, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to go home. You know, let 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 me go for a couple of months. More good. Seven seven weeks of road travel, no going home. Yeah, you know, I'll, you know, I little car case, you know, someone to wash my clothes. I'm all good. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna now put you on the spot and say, right, so so. We're coming back. Out of the fights that were announced for the three events that got cancelled, give me your top to <laughs> see back when we come back. Um, the number one with a bullet has to be uh, Hamzat. Um, Hamzat and Jarrah. That's That fight um, is worthy of headlining any card, anywhere, anytime, any place. Two of the best guys in the world right now. Um, that fight is going to be huge. Also, the John Bruin Sam Patterson fight. That's two of the best young fighters. I believe that's a number one contender fight, one hundred percent. That that fight is going to be absolutely huge as well. I'm really looking forward to that. What about you, Bud? I think obviously I agree with you on on the on the Hamzat fight, and uh, you know we've had many discussions around the John Bruin Sam Patterson fight. So I mean, you know, we're we're both very excited to see what happens in that fight but i think it also it, it whoever wins that will announce themselves in that division you know they're going to come out of that fight and go i am a contender i am here put me in the conversation i want a shot at the belt and i think that's what it creates obviously the fight that was supposed to happen and then not happened and then was supposed to happen was the guram and clayton silver fight so for me that's yeah. you know i think clayton silver is just such an awkward length and such an awkward character for that division and just grow yeah. as you know as destructive as he can be i think that was one i was definitely looking forward to as well yeah that, that fight poses a lot of interesting questions you know how does garam cope with the the almost awkwardness uh, of clayton silva you know any fights i've seen of his you know he all he looks very very awkward in what he's doing and that messes with the cadence and rhythm of the guys he's fighting so it'll be interesting to see what sort of tactic Guram implements. Does he try and fight on the inside? Does he take it down? You know, we saw what happened when um, Luan Santiago went to the ground with Clayton. It was over in an instant. You know, it's one of the quickest title fights um, I've seen in a very long time. So again, a, a load of interesting questions posed in that fight. And uh, the next question I'm going to ask you is, so over and above the, the three that we've mentioned, who is the one athlete that you want to see get back in there when everything comes back and why? Uh, excluding the guys we've just mentioned? Excluding the guys we've just mentioned. Mo Faberdeen. No, that doesn't even, that doesn't, there's no questions needed there at all. Mo Faberdeen, get that man back in a cage, in a ring, uh, in a phone booth. I love watching that guy fight. You know, that guy lives the fight, and I've never seen him uh, in a boring fight. Uh, get that man in with a bullet. And then, obviously, the news that came out in, in the last few weeks is uh, the partnership that's been announced between Brave Combat Federation and MTK. Uh, well, KHK Boxing and MTK, but that now obviously lends itself into Brave moving into, into the boxing space as well and almost 
converting brave MMA to brave combat, I suppose, which will then do boxing and MMA. Um, what, what are you most excited about seeing something like that happen? Well, MTK is one of the, you know, it's one of the most globally recognized uh, brands um, in combat sports. So to, to have a partnership with them that's going to be mutually beneficial to everybody and then to open up the, 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 the combat sports realm to include boxing within Brave, um, I think that has the potential for a lot of interesting crossover fights because a lot of the athletes we have are incredible strikers, are great with their hands. Um, so I think there's going to be um, a lot of interesting matchups to come from that as well, Jack. And I think for me, it's, you know, if, if you look at the two sports, I think there's a lot of, of almost marketing and, and build up and, you know, the way that we do intro videos and, you know, the events themselves, if you can bring that into the boxing realm. Um, and then if you can take the traditions of boxing, you know, the money that's behind boxing, the people that back boxing and kind of bring those over to MMA and let the one almost build the other one, bring, you know, cross, cross-pollinate the fan base and almost the supporter base. I think it'll be good for both sports to breathe a bit of life back into boxing again and just bring, you know, the money and, and, and all the things that are missing out of MMA through that partnership. A lot of sort of boxing uh, traditionalists kind of view MMA as the red-headed stepchild of, of combat sports. So I think this is a great opportunity to, to educate um, our friends in boxing about the sport of mixed martial arts. Let them see just how dedicated our athletes are. And I think that um, the real boxing fundamentalists will have a new appreciation for mixed martial arts. And I think, you know, you do, you do get certain regions where, where athletes are crossing over. You know, I think, I think Fakhruddin could cross over because, again, he does come from a boxing background. Jeremy Smith, you know, trained with, you know, arguably one of the greatest boxing trainers in, in, in the boxing world in South Africa. Um, so yeah. he comes from a boxing background. If you look at, I mean, I know a guy in South Africa by the name of Boyd Allen. Boyd has left MMA and is now training in boxing, and he's, he's about to fight for a, for a title in, in, in boxing. He's undefeated in boxing. But even though he trained MMA, he was, you know, Golden Gloves boxer. He had you know, 26, 27 amateur boxing fights. So I think a lot of guys have switched from boxing to MMA at some point um, and are able to switch back. Albus Moyo in, in, in South Africa, Africa, he's from Zimbabwe, is a heavyweight champion in boxing and was a heavyweight champion in MMA. So I think it's, I think there's a lot more links than people like to admit. Like you say, it is, it is the redheaded stepchild. I do think that you know, guys that come from no boxing experience and are in MMA, it'll be very tough for them to transition. I think they, you know, they have struggled. But there are a lot of guys that come from a boxing background when they were younger and they switched to MMA, who I think it'll be quite interesting to see them apply their trade in, in boxing. I remember I, I, had, uh, I had a cage boxing match. I was coming from an MMA background. I, I, fought, um, I fought boxing in a cage. And it was against another guy, and we were both from MMA backgrounds. I hit the guy clean once, and he shot him on me. So <laughs> I, think it's, I, think it, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, and do you know what? Like, my, my instinct was to sprawl on him. So he shits in on me, and just instinctively I sprawl. And we both kind of look at each other being like, oh, we're in a boxing match here. We should probably, we should probably stand up a wee bit here. So it's going to be interesting to see how the guys that are, as you say, that don't come from a singular discipline into MMA, how guys that have just trained singularly in MMA, all the combat sports careers, how they, should they choose to uh, take a, a boxing fight under KHK Boxing, how they would uh, adapt once they get their, their bell rung once, you know, it'd be interesting. And, and I mean, I have seen, I've seen, you know, wrestlers that do MMA that obviously because there's more money in, in, in boxing in Africa, a couple of them have tried to switch over and the switch didn't work for them because it's just, it's not a natural style. It's not a natural thing that they do. Yeah, they have heavy hands because they come from wrestling, but the whole style and, the, you know, the muscle memory, the fast twitch muscle fibers, all of that don't really lend itself from someone coming from that background. But as I say, guys that do traditionally come from a striking background might, might find it a lot easier. But I think for me is if, if you're going to do both as a, as a promotion, you know, doing boxing fights in a cage is where people are going to start getting the accent. Now you're just, you know, you're, you're kind of taking the piss. Whereas if you're going to do boxing and MMA in the same weekend, do boxing and then do MMA, you know, set up a ring, take it down, set up a cage. Because realistically, the whole arena 
the only difference between the two is the cave of the rip, you know, the lighting, the sound, the, the crowd, the venue, everything else is pretty much the same, but at least keep the respect for each sport to keep that evening traditional. And then yeah, yeah, that's bring traditional. I think, you know, where it gets lost is guys doing MMA events in a boxing ring or doing boxing fights in a cage. I think that's even for me who comes from a boxing background, you kind of go, yeah, it doesn't quite work for me. But if you're going to still respect each sport, I think that's mm -hmm. where people will start switching and going, okay, now I understand where you're coming from and this is a legitimate thing that can be done. Yeah, I agree, man. That's, uh, that's well said. Um, I was just thinking off the top of my head, you've got a guy like uh, Benjamin Bennett, uh, former, I think it was 2017, IMF world champion. Um, I think he's 2-0 and as a pro MMA fighter, and I think he's 8-0 and as a pro boxer. So something like this uh, that's tailor-made for a guy like Ben Bennett, he'd be an interesting guy to, I'd love to know how, I might reach out to him and see how he's reacted to the news of this. That'd be cool. Sydney Wheeler, Sydney Wheeler started, you know, he, he didn't have the Wheeler too, yeah. Oh, in the MMA and then switched over to boxing. He's not doing too bad in boxing. So it's, I, I think it's the, the fact that people try and cross over, you know, could, could work. But for me, it also depends on, on the federations because there might be some kickback from that. So if you look at in South Africa, so, you know, as I said, Elvis Moyo, who, who, who's done both, is not allowed to switch from boxing to MMA and then back to boxing without doing MRIs and taking a six-month break. And, you know, so the country doesn't quite allow for the switch in terms of their local federations. So how is that going to happen where guys can jump between the two or are they going to start putting MMA under boxing federations, which then also comes with its own issues. So I think it's going to be a, a bit of a, you know, a, 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 let's see what happens. But I think if you strictly have boxers fighting on one night, MMA guys fighting on another night, not just switching between the two, that's probably the starting point, but it would be interesting to see where guys do, you know, multiple disciplines and switch from the one to the other, or as, the joke that I cracked with Fakhradin is, can we get a guy to do both in one weekend? Which I think... Well, if, ever there, if ever there was a guy to do it, it's more Fakhradin, isn't it? Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, I just, uh, I'd, I'd be concerned of him throwing a leg kick at a, at a real boxer who isn't conditioned to taking something like that. <laughs> it'd be, uh, be fun, man. It'd be fun. But uh, really exciting times. Really exciting times. Um, I think we are slowly ebbing out the the end of the pandemic, you know, positive steps are being taken. And as I say, the, the potential for, for what could happen now um, with mixed martial arts, with boxing, uh, with KHK, with Brave, partnership with MTK, uh, some real, real interesting, exciting possibilities on the horizon. So any, any uh, other news or things going on that you want to throw in the hat or, or discuss? Anything that's kind of uh, tapping on your shoulder while, while we at it? No, nothing, nothing stranger, nothing stranger starting with me, man. Like I say, I'm just, uh, uh, I just want to get back calling fights, man. You know, I, I, I live for calling fights at the minute, man, and not doing it has uh, just made me really appreciate uh, what I do. Uh, I can't wait to get back doing it. I can't, can't wait to, to hang out with yourself. I can't wait to see Kerry. can't wait to see Carlos. can't wait to sit down with Noel again. Um, really excited to get back on the horse, man. And I, I, want, I want to ask your opinion on something. Obviously, you do a lot of research on, on fights and fighters and, and everything that that means. And yeah, a little bit. It's an opinion on some guys have been in lockdown longer than others. Some are allowed to get into the gym. Some are not. Some are in semi-lockdown. Some are not. How do you think that's going to impact the first couple of events to, to see who's actually been putting in the work and who's been able to put in the work? I think it's. I think it's going to be. Um, it's going to be cool to see the what kind of fighters emerge. As you say, I think a lot of fighters may want to take a fight a weight division above their natural weight class just to get themselves back into the groove. But I actually think that a situation like this is going to benefit the the veteran fighters, the more senior fighters, because with a younger fighter, you see developments every time they get into the cage or get into the ring you see uh them progressing at a crazy rate something different each time if they don't have the bodies to train with can they make those strides at that kind of a rate whereas the veteran fighter they have their skill set locked down so i think it could be um it could be cool to see uh the shift and dynamic fights in the first couple of goes around 
Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to also see what the cardio is like. Because obviously, you know, being in lockdown, you're not getting road work in. You can run on a treadmill if you have one at home. But, you know, how, how much of a difference does it make to really not being able to push that cardio? Because then it comes down to, you know, natural fitness. Like you get some guys who are naturally fit and you get other guys who just really have to work at it. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what the, not, not ring rust, but almost cardio rust is going to do to me. The, the only thing I've been getting in lockdown is fat at the minute. I need, I need to get back in the gym. I need to get, you know, I need to hit pads. I need to do something because, oh man, it's just, uh, just, I need to get out and need to get it. Cause the, the best kind of training for me is, uh, boxing, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu. Um, I hate running. I hate just doing cardio for the sake of cardio, like most people. Um, so I just need to get out and get motivated and, and see my friends again and punch them in the face, you know? Yeah, I tell people, so, I mean, we, we've been allowed to do some training. So I've been training in the house, obviously, and I've been taking a run, a, a run around the area that I live in because, obviously, you know, we've been allowed to go outside in, in small groups. So I've been trying to get some runs in. I've been doing a, the nine flights of stairs back up, to, back up to my apartment every morning. And the weight for me has been okay. I mean, I'm probably two kilos lighter than I was the last time you saw me. So I've, I've been doing pretty well on the weight side. But I, I do, I miss, I miss that. You know, as you say, just being punched in the face and punching someone else, like just that, it, it's it's the adrenaline of it, it's the camaraderie of it, it's the, you know, laughing at someone after they, you know, land a good shot on you. It just just that being around like-minded people, I think, is more of it, because obviously I have family, yeah. I, have, I have a kid, but they don't understand, you know, the, the kind of person that wants to go and get punched in the face and finds enjoyment out of that. So it's mm. difficult to find that because you, you can be around people and you can see people and you can, but it's, it's, it's that, you know, like-minded person who, who hungers for what you hunger for is difficult. Agree 100%. So uh, here's the, hear you, man. We, can, we can get that back to back soon. And uh, obviously when we get to our first event back, uh, hopefully we can get out, get, get into the training room and throw a bit of pads and, 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 and get into a bit of training again, which will be good to see. Uh, but it's not it's, it's it's not a brave event if I don't get injured somehow. You know, if I don't if I don't bleed at a brave event, it's it's not a win for me. Yeah, and with all the pent up energy, I wouldn't suggest a roll with Mo Fakradine in, in five weeks again. No, but, never again, never again, never again. <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. Lots of interesting news coming out. We will be uh, you know getting these back up weekly again. We'll we'll start breaking the news as it comes. I think a lot's going to start coming out in the coming weeks in terms of events, fight cards, new signings, uh, announcements of specific fights or fight cards. So we're getting, you know, Phil's breakdown of all of those fight cards weekly and, and getting his picks for, for the fighters to watch and and, and uh, definitely exciting times ahead. But Phil, thanks for joining me as always. And uh, let's, let's hope we get uh, get together sooner rather than later. Peace, love and bye, my friend. Have a good one. Stay blessed. And I just want to be brave and i just wanna be talk to me wrong you might catch a right hook and i just i just i just i just i just wanna be brave i just i just i just i just i just wanna be great and i just i just i just i just i just wanna talk to me wrong this right hook is for the book